Hey, welcome to episode 19 of Ricardo's podcast. I'm recording here in my studio in kind of like the attic of my house, or I guess it's not the attic, it's just a floor that we've converted into a recording space and an office. Uh, so it's now three weeks of working from home and staying home and like not doing anything except being home. And it's it's been awesome. I can't lie. It's been great being with my family all this time. And it's funny because all my other friends who are with their families say the same thing. And it makes me wonder, you know, what kind of world were we living in before that it now feels exceptional to actually have time with our families? It, it does kind of suggest that something was off before. So in these times of difficulty where, you know, things are not the way anyone would like them to be, I do think the silver lining for some of us is that, you know, we're able to spend time with our family. We are able to reconnect and just be home and be present in a way that perhaps we were not before. But I don't want like this is not a silver lining episode. It's probably an episode to focus more on those for whom like this time is a really dark cloud. And I'm talking about those who cannot so-called work from home, the ones who you know, a digital revolution is not helping them, you know, the ones who cannot digitally clean your house or, you know, that barber who can't digitally line up your fade or your hairdresser who can't digitally put in a lace front or whatever the case may be. You know, there are some people for whom this lockdown means unemployment, you know, tacitly, whether, you know, you've been fired or not, you know, that cleaning lady who you've told to stay home because you don't want her coming into your house for whatever reason. And not for whatever reason, for, you know, the reason that we're all staying home is, you know, social distance. Well, that person has bills to pay still. And, you know, how do you kind of maintain social solidarity with that person? You know, we're all talking through the social sol solidarity of staying home, of, you know, not going out of, you know, the buzzwords of phrase of flattening the curve. Right. Like, that's why we're all staying home. So you feel like you're doing your civic duty by staying home. But I do believe it starts there. I think it goes further, particularly for those of us, you know, who are living in Africa. Like, so I, I, that's what I want to focus on because me and so many of my friends have cleaners, gardeners, babysitters, um, security guards. I, fr frankly, I think almost every African household is like an SME in itself when you think of how many people you employ. And, you know, you can start thinking through, you know, what does it mean to have a social safety net? Like, what's the role of the government in these times? I don't think this is a time for that discussion, because what those people are looking for right now is not some policy change that's going to go into effect in six months. What they're looking for is money in their pockets today so that they can pay their bills and so that they can buy food so that they can keep a roof over their head. And I, I think a lot about those people because I grew up like them. Um, my mom was a cleaning lady. I remember going from house to house, cleaning houses with my mom in the summertime. I remember being evicted and living in a trailer park for a little bit. So in these times, even though, thank God, I'm, I'm very far away from what that reality was like growing up sometimes, I do think about the people who have not been fortunate enough to move away from that lifestyle and still on a day-to-day -day basis, that's what they have to think about. So I think for those of us who can, you know, keep paying your cleaning lady who's staying home. Keep paying, you know, your gardener who's no longer coming because for whatever reason you want to social distance, you don't want that person going through traffic. You know, public transportation in the countries we live in in, in Africa, in sub-Saharan Africa, you know, it's, it's packed. You're packed in like sardines on those things. So 
you are doing them a favor by asking them to stay home, but you're not doing them a favor by taking away their livelihood. And from what I know from experience is that if you're living at the fringes of society, you will risk your life to get food because you're not going to just stay home. So I think for those of us like myself, like my friends, if you're listening, I know you got the cash, you know, break off some extra bread to that dude who like delivered your groceries. The delivery cost was three dollars. You can tip him 100 percent. You got the three dollars. I know you do. Um, and so those are kind of the things that I think in these times, you know, when we speak of civic duty, when we speak of social solidarity, I think this is a time for all of us to step up and, you know, to play a part in keeping those, you know, who are less fortunate alive and to keep them, you know, going. Because the alternative is this, frankly, if you don't do that and this thing goes on for a while, those are the same people who are going to come up in your house and take what you have anyway. And, in their minds, they'll be justified because it's either steal or die. And I know that's a bit extreme, but, you know, we have to think about how can we help each other in these times? And I think that for those of us who are fortunate enough to be able to do so, we have to help those who are not, you know, living in this digital world where everything is actually better off for us because we're able to kind of do a Zoom call and have a Zoom happy hour. Or, you know, get on MS Teams and have your meetings while not leaving home and not spending money on gas. But that guy who's there pumping gas all day and like wiping your window, your windshield, he's expecting like a little tip that he's not getting now. So how do you think that guy's making it? So I just wanted to think through and talk through that a little bit and say to all of us who are fortunate to kind of spare a thought for the less fortunate in these times and to do as much as you can to help them out because they need it. And if you can spare something, give something. So that's kind of my big thought for the week. I do want to touch on a little bit of sports since there really are no sports right now. Um, you know, I've been, it's going on three weeks now of no sports that I really watch. So like no premier league, no basketball. Um, there's no tennis either. Wimbledon got canceled. And so it's kind of funny because I haven't missed it. And I'm someone who, on a weekend, on any given Saturday, I can spend seven hours watching football and on Sunday, wake up and do the same thing again. So that's like 14 hours away from my family just sitting now watching football or NBA games that I would get up at 3 a.m. to watch or 4 a.m. I'm not doing that anymore. And it's funny that I don't miss it. And I think it's good that sports has kind of been put in its rightful place, which is kind of a distraction away from what's really important. And I think things have gotten really real for so many of us that, you know, I I haven't heard my friends saying that they miss sports. Um, I'm sure some people do. And, you know, there's been some discussions about bringing games back, which I think is premature. I think, you know, if you look at the NBA, do I really care if someone's going to be crowned a champion in a season where they took three months off and then crowned a champion in an empty arena? That just doesn't work. And I think the same is true for football, for the Champions League. I think for the Premier League, it's a little bit different. My solution for them is actually like just give Liverpool the title, don't relegate anyone and promote the bottom three teams in the championship. And so you'll have a season with 23 teams and the next season you just relegate six teams and bring up three and then you get back to your 20 like two seasons from now. So that's what I would consider doing as opposed to what they're thinking of, which is to bring the league to finish the league season over in China or to finish it by any means necessary just so they can crown a champion. Now, to be fair, I'm someone who's not financially invested in this. 
And so for those owners of those teams who know that they have hundreds of millions of dollars at stake with respect to TV contracts that if they don't put a product out there, they have to refund that money. They're going to, by any means necessary, find a way to play those games so that they don't have to claw back those funds that have already been paid out. So from their standpoint, it does make sense. But for me, I don't really miss sports right now. The only thing that's a bit saddening is that there will be no Wimbledon this year um, from a sports standpoint, right? The only sad thing from a sports standpoint is that there's no Wimbledon this year because I'm always happier when I watch Federer play on grass. And I'm a bit worried now because of his age, whether or not he'll come back next season and give us one last year just to watch him at Wimbledon because the last two years have been great. Won one year, lost in the final last year, even though we had match points. So it'll be great to see what he decides to do. Um, and it'll be great for me to get an opportunity to watch him again. I feel bad for people who are like expectant fathers this summer, right? Like if you think about it, you are probably going to have one of the great sports summers ever. You're about to have the Euros and the Olympics, Champions League final, Wimbledon all in one summer. And instead, like you're probably just going to be home all summer changing diapers and, you know, being with, you know, a wife who is or baby moms who just delivered who, you know, probably gonna be tough being in the house all the time. So for those who are new dads this summer, I feel your pain. But um, other than that, that's it for this episode. Um, I just wanted to at least record something. I wanted to keep the discipline that I said that I would have when I started that I would record an episode a week even in weeks when I feel like this one, extremely disoriented, um, not really myself, still trying to figure out what to make of what's happening around the world. But I started listening to a few podcasts today and I was like, yo, they're still putting out content. Then, you know, I should probably find the time to kind of sit down and put my thoughts together and record something. So, yeah, so this is the end of episode 19. Thanks for listening. Um, Have a great weekend. Stay alive. Stay home. But most importantly, help the less fortunate if you can, whether that's, you know, paying someone who's no longer coming to work, tipping somebody or some things I've seen, which is people going around delivering groceries to the elderly. Um, That sounds very altruistic, but I'm not sure if in the spirit of flattening the curve, if it's actually the right thing to do and, you know, exposing those elderly people to you. But maybe there's a way that, you know, they're doing it without people actually coming into contact with each other. So anyway, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. If you like the content, share, subscribe. Have a good day. Put my mask down and clip you. You can go and check my record. Not a blemish on my file. The whole Griselda bought Rolexes and put VSs on the dial. My man called her home sick. Said he's stressing over trial. I said, you get a hundred years. You still a legend in the town. We were youngsters who grew to be crooked. They threw me in booking. This beef shit. Speak up. This Uzi a cook it. They play hoops. I played the stoop with the tool in the bushes. First day I met.